The National Archives podcast series, Second Big Idea, Searching the Unsearchable, presented by Dinah Easton. This talk was recorded on the 7th of October 2013 at the National Archives, Kew. Hello, my name is Dinah Eastop and I'm based in Collection Care here at the National Archives. I'm here to lead this Big Ideas seminar, which is called Searching the Unsearchable. First, I want to welcome you to this seminar, the second in the Big Ideas series. The aim of these seminars is to foster new ideas to achieve core objectives of the National Archives. These objectives are developing resources and services, widening public access to the records, and enhancing the preservation of these records. So what's the big idea for this seminar? It is how to think differently about the record. I want to consider what happens if colour is viewed as content or design as data, or texture is considered as important as text. Let me give you two examples. First, during a consultation event, two designers spent more than 20 minutes analyzing the color and configuration of a single registered design. Second, the Board of Trade Design Register contains extensive material and text evidence of the development of Perkins Mauve, a major advance in dyeing technology and chemistry. If we want to help users find what they are looking for, we may have to reconsider ways of searching such records. Designers and curators may want to search by eye, that is, by non-text features. So, how can we explore millions of images? Archival access has three features to find, to retrieve, and to deliver. First, users need to know where to go to find what they are seeking. Second, the archive has to be able to retrieve the, re the requested record from the repository. Third, the record has to be delivered to the user in a form appropriate to meet the user's needs. This is simple to state, but can be hard to achieve. I ask again, how can we deliver millions of images? The Board of Trade Design Register presents particular challenges because a record combines primary data as text, as images, and as artifacts. Here you see a register with the handwritten record of copyright registration. You see three textile designs printed on paper and an artifact in the form of this knitted tartan sock and the samples of lace alongside it. So text, image and artifact. This diversity in the form of the record's content presents a challenge for preservation, for access and for presentation. Here's the plan of this seminar. I'll introduce the Board of Trade Design Register. We'll carry out a hands-on exercise and I'll report on work to date and possible future directions. So, a short introduction to the Board of Trade Design Register. Its full name is the Board of Trade Representations and Registers of Designs. They are the surviving records of a copyright registration scheme for ornamental 
and useful designs. This scheme was an important step in recognising design as intellectual property. The date span of this set of records is 1839 to 1991. The Board of Trade Design Register includes registrations and representations for a huge range of materials and products, including glassware, textiles of all sorts, including carpets and lino, wallpaper, earthenware, metal, wood, and embossed paper and leather. The registers provide name-rich information, including the names and addresses of proprietors, both individuals and companies, who registered designs, the precise date of the design's registration, and sometimes details of the product. This information could be mapped onto the real world, to quote Tim Hitchcock. Registration renewals are also recorded. For example, copyright was renewed in August 1914 for surgical dressings first registered in 1909. A key feature of the Board of Trade Design Register is the huge scale of the set of records. It contains nearly three million unique designs. Here you see two of the three million, two designs for woven shawls. The Board of Trade Design Register consists of more than 11,000 deliverable units, boxes containing bound volumes or folders. Here you see shelf after shelf of these boxes in the repository. Some of the volumes are huge and heavy, weighing more than 25 kilos each. Another important feature of this record is that it is international in scope. Here you see two designs featuring Arabic and Bengali script, also a design based on Kenti cloth, registered by a company based in the Gold Coast, Nagana, and printed cloth made for export and imitating tie and eye cloth made in India. So the Board of Trade Design Register includes designs for products manufactured in the UK and intended for international markets, and also designs registered by companies based outside the UK, notably in mainland Europe and West Africa. The key point is that the Board of Trade Design Register is a very rich resource. It is of undisputed provenance and is underexplored. Here you see a recent discovery, a print on paper showing a planned redevelopment of London to create a grand central railway terminus. This design was registered on the 22nd of January 1846. Consultation with existing users and potential users showed that they valued the text-rich records and the non-text content of the designs, notably texture, colour and motifs. Here you see the map glove showing routes to the Crystal Palace in Hyde Park. The glove is made of white kid leather and the design was registered in 1851. It's contrasted here with a print on paper showing the defeat of the Ashanti capital Kumasi. The city is shown in flames with men fleeing the inferno. Porters bearing the wealth of the gold-rich city flank a portrait of the commanding officer. The design for this commemorative kerchief is rich in colour, motifs as well as politics. Two further designs show other valued non-text features of this record. A bonnet made of fine plaited straw and decorated with silk ribbon and blue silk fringing 
highlights the importance of texture. Another kerchief design, printed in red on a white ground, depicts a flying machine, the Emperor of China, and a telescope. Many designs combine both text and non-text content. Here's a wonderful example. A colourful print on paper advertising sweets. I quote, Batches fish torpedoes, fun not fury, big bangs and best bonbons, one penny each. The challenge posed by the Board of Trade Design Register is how to deliver and search for different sorts of content. Online text searching is now commonplace. Online searching for non-text features such as colour, texture and motif is not. Here's one design to illustrate the complexity. It's a design for a violin or viola. It features ten portraits of men, presumably composers or performers. They are not named in the register or the design. I'm sure these men could be identified quite easily by comparing them with other representations. Finding aids might include an image searching facility or text metadata. Now for the short exercise. Each table has 20 prints of designs from the Board of Trade Design Register. Please look at the designs and order them, i.e. put them in order. I'm deliberately not giving any other instructions. After you've ordered the designs, I'll be asking what happened. The exercise demonstrates the huge variety of the designs, the challenges of categorising their non-text content, and the fun in sorting and comparing them. The next part of the seminar reports on work to date and identifies possible future directions. Here you see me discussing a design registered by Morrison Company with an archaeologist and a designer. One of the first things I did was to hold consultation events with existing users. This revealed that different user groups want different things. Put simply, historians privileged online delivery of the text records, designers privileged online delivery of the designs. The next step was to enhance access to the text records. This slide shows transcription and cataloguing in progress and a screen grab of the resulting text records in Discovery, the online catalogue of the National Archives. Online delivery of these records has met both preservation and access objectives. As Tim Hitchcock emphasised in the first Big Ideas seminar, it's important to get the original data right, i.e. to get the transcription and cataloguing of the text records right. Additional text is found alongside the designs or is included in the designs themselves, as in the advert for the suites. Here you see one of our volunteers recording this additional text content which was added to the online records. On-site and online delivery requires remedial conservation of the volumes and the representations of the designs. Designs on transparent papers were identified as a priority. Designs represented as photographs risk loss of information content. Image capture trials are important to establish what we want to capture and how we can do this safely and effectively. One trial has been completed 
and one starts next week. This slide shows two contrasting screen views of the same seal impression. The image capture and processing technique polynomial texture mapping allows texture to be shown and explored online by allowing the user to control the lighting online. Polynomial texture mapping, PTM, has a zoom facility which you can see by comparing these two screen grabs. Zooming in can reveal more information and provides an even more engaging viewing experience. We may be able to introduce a zoom facility next year. The Digital Epigraphy Project at the University of Florida has developed a way to exploit flatbed scanners to show shape through shading. This may be useful for studying lace and white work online. Film can also be used to evoke hands-on experience. This shows a still from a film made by filmmaker Anna Brass of the, of the Border Trade Design Register. Her three films will be available via the National Archives blog pages shortly. Tagging enables links to be made between the Border Trade Design Register and museum collections. This example shows the design of a kerchief celebrating Queen Victoria's Jubilee. Tagging links the design in the Border Trade Design Register with a kerchief at York Castle Museum. To reinforce the potential of tagging to link archive and museum collections, I'm highlighting the Colouring the Nation project in Scotland, linking turkey red textiles in the Border Trade Design Register with the textile collections at the National Museums of Scotland would enhance access, preservation and research. Online access to the designs could be enhanced with metadata derived from user-generated content. Descriptors for colours and motifs could be developed in order to structure user-generated content. As in this example, a project to increase public access to the National Collection of Oil Paintings. This project is proud to both educate and to entertain. Here you see a portable haptic console in use. Haptic technology provides the computer user with physical sensations of touching an object depicted on screen. Text enables targeted searching, as in the use of indexes. Now colour and pattern can be used for searching. This slide shows the service provided by TinEye. There are different ways to present designs online. Here you see a representation of intuitive image browsing with more than 160 designs shown on the screen. Such online access is described as designer friendly because it allows the designs to be rearranged like colour swatches or like the designs you arrange today. This reordering allows the user to make juxtapositions and connections that are meaningful to them. Humans are good at scanning quickly what they see. It has an evolutionary advantage. Intuitive image browsing is closer to the real-world experience of viewing colour and design. Slide 32. Next steps. 1. Continue with transcription and cataloguing of text records. This is a fundamental step in enhancing access to the Border Trade Design Register and in reducing redundant handling of the fragile records. Two, add thumbnails to discovery to meet the needs of historians. Three, enable image browsing to meet the needs of designers and artists and to engage people 
used to interactive online engagement and spectacle. We need to know more about how people use image-rich resources. Image-rich collections require new ways of thinking. The Board of Trade Design Register means we have to think differently about the record and its content. We must encourage discussion of the challenges so we can find effective ways to preserve, to develop and to present the amazing resource that is the Board of Trade Design Register. We should find ways to promote interconnectivity, for example, between different forms of the record, between different ways of presenting the record, and between related records and collections. What Professor Hitchcock called a federated search facility. This is an opportunity to change the forms of engagement. We may need to expand our terminology to encompass searching, browsing, and different forms of engagement and use. I welcome further discussion, suggestions and ideas. Thank you very much. This talk was sponsored by the Friends of the National Archives. This podcast is copyrighted to the National Archives. All rights reserved.